On today's episode of the Fasty Below Average podcast, we welcome Jacoby Owens, a former Falcon football player as well as former graduate assistant. He comes to us with a lot of knowledge about Falcon athletics as well as football in general. Uh, we really hope to have him back again, and we hope you guys enjoy the podcast. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. All right, what's going on, everybody? Uh, we have for our first week somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. We're really excited to have a uh, former Falcon football player as well as Graduate coach, Jacoby Owens, is that correct on that? Uh, graduate assistant, I don't know, same shit. Yeah, uh, okay, graduate assistant. So you played all four years, so uh, it's going to be nice having a little bit of perspective coming into this season. Uh, initial thoughts, what do you have coming off this game? And I guess since we didn't talk the first week, uh, what are your thoughts after these first two games? Uh, well, definitely... Um, this team is definitely obviously a lot a different feel from last last year. Uh, yeah. You can sense a little more direction from the team as well as some leadership. Um, the problem that I have with them right now uh, is, you know, who are the dogs on the team? Yeah. Meaning, especially for offense. Like, with defense, you can kind of see who the dogs are with, you know, Garrett Kapila and, you know, some of the young guys that uh, playing down in the trenches on the defensive line. But offensively, you know, I'm looking at it as like, okay, who's taking control other than, you know, the obvious ones as well as, you know, the fullback, but who else is there? So that's going to be interesting to see develop just throughout the year, you know, because they're, they're going to make a bowl game this year. It's, they, uh, You can sense the talent. You can see it. Um the question is how, who's going to step up, and that's what's going to be fun to see throughout the season. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the biggest difference that, obviously, from the first game to the second game, there was, like, huge personnel changes, um, and I know that they came out on Monday's practice, and there was, like, a press release, and they said that Arion, uh was potentially had some, some kind of injury, and I think it was small. I think it was something maybe on his hand, but obviously, as a quarterback, that's a big deal, um, but from what I saw, it was a game time decision um, for him to make the start. Obviously, behind closed doors, it probably was decided that Isaiah Sanders um, was to make the start. Do you think that that was based on coming into FAU, or do you think that that was planned, or, or what do you think about that? To be honest, man, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the coach, this coaching staff, is uh, known for making decisions like that. You know, not you know, kind of straying away from the senior in his last year. Uh, but, you know, also along with that is, you know, that's, that, uh, that happens a lot. Just given the fact it, that happens a lot with Air Force football, you know, the, the young buck, the young guy always like seems to take control. Um, but it, you, you kind of just can't like speculate on what necessarily happened because a lot could have happened with, 
you know, maybe Ariel popped off at the coach or something, you know, and I've been rubbing them, rubbing them wrong, or Ariel actually is hurt, can't play, so just set him out. This is not a conference game, so it doesn't really matter in the, the grand scheme of things, although the win would have looked nice. Um, but to go with that, Isaiah did play well. He ran off as well. Um, and he, he didn't look like he missed a step, didn't look like it was a, a big difference from how Arian runs it versus uh, Isaiah, as well as Isaiah hit some passes. Um, my problem with Isaiah from just seeing him practice since he was a freshman was can he hit those big passes or anything like when we need him to? Does he have the accuracy? Can he throw? Uh, I think he proved that. I think he showed. So I'm excited to see how he plays the rest of the season. If he continues to play, I don't know if Aaron will be back, so we'll find out about that. Do you, do you think there's a possibility that the coaches kind of lean towards maybe using both quarterbacks in different roles, whether it be dependent on the team we play or dependent on the situation, or do you think they're going to kind of – eventually even out here and either kind of go with Ariana, go with Isaiah for the rest of the season? To be honest, I'm not opposed to uh, having a two-quarterback system. But like I said, um, you never know what, what's in Coach Eason's head and what's in Calhoun's head in terms of what they want to do um, with the offense. They are innovative, so I feel like I wouldn't put it past them. But uh, you never know. So I can see it happening, but I can also see them saying, you know what, we're going to keep one guy um, in. Because Coach really does trust Arian. I know that for a fact. He trusts Arian to run his offense to uh, get him in the right formations formation and make the correct calls. Uh, but, you know, you never know. They're always trying to do something new. That's the whole reason why I played fullback. So uh, you never know what they're going to do. Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest things that I noticed was that it didn't seem like Isaiah was necessarily better. It seemed like he was just different. Like, Arion has a really, really quick first step, it seems like. So especially on those draw plays and run pass option plays, um, he's able to step really, really hard and throw off linebackers. And Isaiah seems a little bit slower on that. But like you said, he's able to stand up and run and gun it. We needed to make passes against that defense. That was just really what we needed to do. And for him to be able to throw eight for 13 uh, with 164 yards and a touchdown, um, I mean, it would have been nice, I think, on that on that extra play at the very, very end after we had the punt recovery um, for six points. I mean, it would have been nice to see him kind of go the distance. So, to me, they're kind of neck and neck right now. But what I what I noticed, like, you almost kind of have to wonder if with the, all the other person Spreading out the ball with our other our other running backs, um, you know, would it be a different story if if Arian was able to get in there? Because in my opinion, we started out and it was clear that we that just running our typical Falcons offense with just the triple option, it wasn't going to work. And so after we got into the second half, um, it seems like then we kind of went for broke and decided that we were going to spread the ball out and run almost close to, like, a pro-style offense. Um, do you think that's something kind of, like, sustained? Or am I, like, totally off? No, you're, you're right. Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's just like when we played uh, South Alabama. Um, those guys are extremely fast. Like, <laughs> the guys that come from Florida, all those guys over there, they're extremely fast, uh, different level of speed. So, um, they may know how to stop the offense and they can accomplish that 
But the thing with the triple option is, is you may know how to stop us, but are you actually going to stop us? And that's when it comes into how bad do you want it? Are you conditioned enough? Can you actually sustain this level of play? And that's how we went down, you know, 0-21 against South Alabama and came all the way back, you know, 45 points or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's what, that's what began to show uh, against the FAU team was we started wearing them down. Um, we switched up the offense a little bit in the second half. They went in and they made the adjustments. Coach Thiessen and, and the offensive, uh, offensive coaches, they're really good for adjustments at the second half. Like, okay, they're doing this. Let's run this. And then it just how happened that it was working out for us, you know, those adjustments they made. Um, the problem uh, with that was with the uh, with that is that they um, I don't it's, I, w- I don't want to say lack of experience just shit not going our way when we needed it to go our way for you know for us to ultimately win the game um, it would have been nice if the defense could have helped us out a little bit uh, in stopping them they did figure it out the second half is just, you know, a couple plays, you know, one, one miss assignment here, one miss assignment there results in, you know, a big touchdown. Uh, and that's what happens when you're playing man on man coverage and, and things like that. Uh, but I don't know. I, 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 I feel like this offense can be really good. We just have to see how it plays out, how they're going to employ their guys. Um, I feel like the biggest question is what are we doing at running back? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we uh, it's, it's pretty set in stone. Like obviously, who the fullbacks are with Cole Fagan and Parker. Uh, those guys, those guys are beasts. We've bred them, me, DJ Johnson, and Shane. But running back is, I feel like it's completely open. We got some young guys who are ready, but who's going to step up? Yeah, I, I really see a dominant out of this group. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The only thing I disagree with what you said was that about the defense not stepping up. I think against a team like Florida Atlantic, especially compared to other teams that we're going to play for the rest of the season until potentially a bowl game, yeah. I think 33 points is a manageable score for our defense, especially for them to hold uh, SAU when they're trying to strike quickly and early, to hold them to two field goals and not actually let them in. And then for, oh, for no, I was definitely surprised at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I do agree with your with what you're saying about the running backs. I mean, I can't tell if it's a good thing that we're having Colt Fagan carry the ball 16 times, and then we have Nolan Erickson carrying it another eight, and then we're just giving it to Bordeaux. And then I guess I guess I don't know. If, I guess those uh, those carries by Ron Cleveland were considered pitches, but uh, yeah, it seemed like we're spreading the ball a lot. And so, do you think from a from a running back standpoint? It's hard to get into a rhythm, or are those like fresh legs? Like, what is the what's the coordinator? Well, well, that's just that is just how Air Force runs things. Um, honestly, it's a miracle that I was able to do what I did in my career. Yeah, because they've always worked like that. Um, so they know who they should get the ball, like whose hands they should get the ball into. It's just. Um, that's just how they work. They always rotate. They always uh, spread the ball out just because, you know, they don't put guys on one side of the field or the other. They're like, you're on this side of the field only. You know, this is where you block. So that, that that's honestly just, just how it happens. 
Um, I've honestly spoke up about it, you know, like we should get the ball in this person's hands only. Like this is who we should, who should be getting touches. This is who we should try to get hot um, just to establish his game within the game. But that's, that's always one of my major criticisms for the team yeah. and for the offense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I understand like how team offenses work. I understand how these offensive sets are that you can't just wear dudes down every game, the entire season, but to a certain point, it's like, you know, you got to let players be players, like let guys get some swagger, let guys get up, score some touchdowns and feel comfortable touching the ball. Again. So just don't Dude, to- that's, that's the problem. That's the major, one of the major problems with uh, the offense coordinator and, and, and Coach Deason um, is that he is extremely smart, right? And sometimes I feel like uh, he thinks too too much X's and O's. He thinks yeah. too much. This works on paper. All of them, actually. He thinks this works on paper. It looks good on paper. It should work. Whereas sometimes you got to take a step back and be like, who do I have on the field? Um, yeah. Who's going to get the job done? Let's get the ball in this person's hands. Let's establish this guy's, uh, this guy's game within the game. It's just that sometimes he gets lost in that. Because dude's just crazy fucking smart. Like, I would sit with him in, in, in the staff meetings and just listen to him talk about offense. It's like, whoa, this guy knows so much. It's just sometimes I feel like he can get lost in that. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll just close this out on offense. So, and I do want to talk about in a little bit, I want to talk about what the next week is going to look like before we head over to Utah State. But, like, if you had to pick one person, who's it going to be that's going to step up and be a leader? On the offense. Well, step up and be a leader on offense. Um, obviously, I would like some leadership to come from the quarterback position. Yeah. Uh, I know it's just a little bit up in the air with Isaiah filling, filling in. Uh, but just because they're filling in doesn't mean that you can't be a leader and, you know, so some type of direction for the offense, some type of. Uh, I don't want to say girth, but you know how Calvin yeah. says it, but some type of uh, solidness for the offense, somebody that can lead on. Um, and if it's not going to come back from come from the quarterback position, then we need it to come from the running back position, which is you know whoever they decide to play. Um, I know that uh, Saucier, we call him Sauce. Yeah, I know he's just now getting his, you know, his first start and he's playing and everything like that, but it's, it's a little bit different because uh, he's he's seasoned within the program. The only reason he didn't play last year is because of grades. So yeah. he needs to step up if, if he hasn't already at practice or anything like that. And Nolan Harrison, I know he, he's more of a quiet guy. He doesn't say much. He kind of took the role of uh, Timmy on the team. Timmy was a workhorse yeah. in the day. He was a workhorse, but didn't say much. Didn't need to just because you get the ball in his hands, he's going to do his job. But it's going to need to come from the running back position or the quarterback position. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And especially it's – I just – I know that role is just hard to fill because it's kind of like, you know, especially in this kind of team offense, like everybody kind of gets the feeling like, well, why should it be me, you know? It's hard to step up, but it's got to be somebody. Especially because – I feel like in 2017, like kind of having Jalen Robinette as an offensive leader, too, that's something we never even. I, I feel like most offense, Air Force fans wouldn't think that a wide receiver would be a leader, but I mean, really, he was, you know? 
So that's not right. Definitely. But that's that's the difference, though. Um, is that team was just full of dogs all over, you know, all over the offense, you know, with Jalen, uh, Nate Romine, me, Shane Davern, DJ Johnson, Colin Sandor, all, all on offensive line. The whole we adopted that mentality as a class, um, and we pushed it down. The problem is now is that they now need to find their own identity within the team. Um, and it's just going to take one of them to step up and push that, push that culture. Cause I know they're still working hard. They're still doing their thing. It's obvious um, because the team's not shit. They look great uh, for what we've seen in two games. It's just to reach that next level to, you know, the win 10 games in the season, they're going to need that. And it's got to come from within somebody on the team's going to have to step up. Yeah. That's, Kind of like you just said, that's that comes down to really the players making that happen, right? We're talking about X's and O's, and you know, at the end of the day, that's what the coaches are there for. They're to kind of set that. You can't control what you can't control as a player, but what you can control is kind of the culture and how the locker room's gonna gonna act and go into every game every week. Exactly. exactly. All right, so yeah, on defense, uh, what I saw the only the only big criticisms, and obviously just yeah. because. In order to score for Air Force, we obviously have to control the clock, and we need to eat a lot of time up on the clock. So I think, and I, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think that the defense needs to get in, get the job done, and that's it, and just get them off the field and let the, air, let the offense have the ball. I think we did an okay job last week. I mean, it's tough because um, Robeson, was, he was a great quarterback, 33-30, and maybe they were a little bit faster, but that that's a testament, I think, to his precision. He was a great thrower, and uh, Singletary has, has generated Heisman buzz at the beginning of the season. He's a, he's a powerful, that, powerful runner. So I, I don't definitely. know what what holes did you see? Yeah, that 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 offense that offense is a high power offense. They weren't chumps, um, and for how they played, honestly, they they were they were a couple plays from pretty much playing lights out, you know? Yeah. Uh, just as you can see, just on the, on the big plays that, that happened, you know, it was, it was just one misassignment here or overcommitting here. Um, and that's all it was. We would be like, Oh, he's untouched for however many yards. Um, so once they clean that up, um, I feel like this defense is going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and one of the one of the people who I'm just I'm just looking at, um, like Lakota Wills, he's a guy on defense who I think can step up um, and Lakota be. Lakota Wills is a man. He is. He, <laughs> he only had one tackle, but I think he was definitely quarterback in the defense last game. Yeah, no, Lakota definitely is a man. Um, he's he's going to be a big focal point this season, and you know, Lincoln in his defense, uh, JJ. On the he's on a I saw him on the line. He's usually playing DN, but he's going to be a big focal point for the defense in terms of making plays. Um, and Cap Cap is is the general of the defense right now. So yeah, obviously you saw him making plays running around. So I feel like with those three, um, obviously the quarterback play I feel like was a lot better than last year. I would say that much, and I feel like that's a testament to you know the new quarterback coaches that we have over there. But a lot better than last year, and I feel like it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was, there's no doubt. We we made a lot of big stops. If even if we let a few of the big, the big long balls go down, um, 
but I mean, it's just kind of like there's there's really only so much you can do against a team like that, and that's why I said I think it's management. I think I think 33 points is a manageable score, and it just comes down to like trying to stop as much as you can, and then just letting the offense take over. Um, yeah, Garrett Coppola was awesome. One thing I did notice: did you see the turnover chain at all? I didn't see it. I don't think it traveled. Uh, so I didn't. I, I guess they didn't do a good job of like publicizing it, but. I saw uh, when Dalen was it Dalen who who got the um, turnover. I saw them pull it out, but like I guess you know they didn't put it on camera or anything like that. Yeah, we I had. Don't know how I don't know how they're doing that. <laughs> yeah, we had the early turnover, and I didn't see it then because it was. I mean, the game. That's a whole another story that it was on Facebook. Facebook was awful for me, um, but then I didn't see it after we had that that pump block for to take back for six, I would assume it would come out during then. But um, that's another thing I guess we'll watch throughout the season. Cause I like it. That thing looks, that thing looks mean. Yeah, it looks dope. I, 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 I want them to, um, uh, ice it out like Miami's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it looks better. Cause that bowl, that bowl's just mean. All right. Yeah, that bowl uh, looks yeah. So, so what does this week look like? for Air Force, like in your experience, what does that off week look like? Because generally our schedule, usually the schedule, correct me if I'm wrong, it's that we have parents weekend um, against an FCS team, and then we take a week off, and then we play uh, an out-of-conference game, and then we roll into conference play. But this this year it seems like we're going, uh, we're switching it up and going FCS team, out-of-conference game, week off, and then we start up against Utah State. Uh, so what does this week off look like? Well, usually... Uh, we have our bye game before Navy. Um, I don't know if it's Calhoun's doing for that, but it's usually like we have two games, then Navy. I mean, then bye week, then Navy. Um, so with this week, I, I I can almost, I'm almost positive, like 100% positive, that there will be at least two days this bye week um, dedicated to Navy, like in preparation for Navy. Okay. Um, just just getting everybody in the mindset of like this is what we're going to see this is what they're going to do uh get familiarity with it all in terms of uh mental and physical and then they're going to move into all right let's start preparing for utah state uh that's usually how they do things they get the most that they they get the most out out of their violence that they can and preparing for multiple teams okay. um, so they're probably going to start with navy and then take the extra couple days to work on Utah State. Okay, so is so then is that the case? And that's the one thing that we've talked about um, before we talk to anybody on the team or even you is what we like to see just as fans and graduates is that the emphasis is on the Commander Chiefs Trophy and then a bowl game and then doing well in conference and then just winning out from there. So those are like the hierarchy of goals. Is would you say that that's generally the goal for the team is first? Uh. I would say yes, but no. Just okay. because like, um, when we played and just the feel of it, like, bro, we're trying to win every game yeah. that we possibly can. Um, so I would say yes, but I'm not going to lie. Um, the Navy game felt like the Utah State game. That felt like the San Diego State game. Like every game felt the same, even though there were other things on the line we always prepared and it always felt the same. So that's why I say yes, 
because we know that we we want to go to the White House for the Commander in Chiefs Trophy. We know that we want to go to a bowl game and everything like that. Um, I think we just say fuck all of that and let's just win every game. Because if we win every game, then we're going to get all of that. And I think that's how the team operates. Okay, so week by week, that's I mean that's understandable. It's, it's just definitely like, it's definitely week by week. Okay, um, cool. So. So how have have you had a chance to watch uh, any of Navy or Army yet this year? I saw a little bit. I know uh, Army had a cupcake this weekend in Liberty. It's their first time in the FBS, and Navy Army had- has a cupcake all the time. Forget Army. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Army's trash, and their football schedule's trash. I haven't watched any of them, um, so I can't say I can't comment on them, but. Uh, Hopefully, Army starts playing some good competition to where they're not 100% towards the end of the season when we play them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, awesome. I mean, I think that all sounds good. Um, well, let's let's have this week off for the guys. Like, everybody get rested up and, and get ready for Utah State coming up. Like you said, I'm, I'm glad they're going to start prepping for Navy because that's just coming right around the corner, and we'll be out there for that game. Uh, you got any other comments, any closing comments for this week? I do not. I do not. Just, I feel like the guys are going to rally back. This is going to be a good season. Um, everybody just got to hold on for the ride. And it's going to be fun to watch who's going to rise up in those roles that we need to uh, rally the team together. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, Jacoby, thanks so much, man. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you after next game. Yep, definitely. What's up, everybody? It's the FNBA podcast featuring Archie and Kamish. Uh, we are now on the other side of... It wasn't really an interview that we did with uh, Jacoby Owens, but it was more so just like talking football. Um, he's very knowledgeable as opposed to us. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to have him back, and he, and he was awesome. That was a really good time. Uh, how are you doing, Archie? I'm good. It was uh, good to get somebody else on the show and... For some reason, if you're around a program for five years, you kind of have a little bit more of an understanding of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you, I mean, just off of that, um, don't want to actually, we're, we'll just say you're, you have top secret ops, so you can't really talk about what you're doing, but you weren't able to really catch much of the game this weekend. Uh, did you try to get it on Facebook at all and see how awful it was? Yeah, so I was traveling, unfortunately, during the game. Not by choice. And then uh, as soon as I got access, I brought it up on my phone, and the first play I saw was the interception to end the game. So I don't know if you guys want to blame me for the loss, but uh, it was a very fuzzy picture, and I just saw us get picked off, and then I turned it off and pretended like I never saw it. You know, it's kind of like one of those uh, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Like, I don't blame you for the loss. I want to thank you for inspiring the turnover. So that was all you, I guess. Because that, dude, that really was miraculous. And we didn't really even talk about that when we talked with Jacoby, but that was incredible um, how that all unfolded. It, it, you know, it would have been amazing. I it, Obviously, it would have been, like, all over ESPN and all over SportsCenter and stuff if we if we had pulled that off, but that was uh, that was pretty incredible. The one thing I do well, want to say... Know, I don't know if they have the rights to Facebook, so they probably couldn't air well, it. Well, and that's my next point. Facebook is the worst streaming service ever and it just goes back to the whole thing where i 
One of these days, I'm going to sit down, and I'm saying one of these days, I'm not actually going to do this because I'm just, like, too lazy to do it, but I would like to figure out exactly how our deals go with broadcasting and streaming and all that kind of stuff. Facebook is not the answer, and I'm glad that we're at least getting these games on TV because I feel like whenever we played Georgia State um, and we wore the, the awesome uniforms like last year or two years ago, I don't think that game was on TV. Um, some of these games just aren't, but the answer is not putting it on Facebook. The First of all, for me, the entire first half, uh, you weren't able to watch it like at all. And I get that there was weather delays, but then you were only able to stream it on the app, and it was just it was just a nightmare. And the only thing that compounded like the frustration was the fact that Army and Navy both had their games on CBS Sports, and I was wrong. I tweeted it out um, that Army was playing an F- FCS opponent. Uh, they were playing an FBS opponent, but it was the first their first year being FBS, and they were awful. It was Liberty. Um, yeah, I don't think that counts. They're terrible, and it was like they're an independent team. I don't know; it was just embarrassing. So, Facebook's the worst. Like, figure it out. I, it's just one of those things where it's like I I can't tell exactly what's going on here. Like, are we not being given the respect by the networks, or is it that no one in our camp is fighting hard enough? Um, and if not, I would. I mean, I I think if there's lesser quality teams that are consistently on television, then it must be something internal. Is what I would assume, but <clears throat> you never know. Yeah, so that was terrible, but we have this week off, and I think next week uh, for Utah State, I think we have it on one of the extended uh, ESPNs, which I'm fine with, like ESPN3, ESPNU, uh, pulling that up. Like, I can at least figure that out. The whole, like, is it going to work, is it not going to work on Facebook, like Conference USA. <coughs> and then the worst part is, is what they do during the, the Facebook broadcast. They try to get everybody interactive on Facebook, and they ask you questions, but the thing is, because like I said, the only way you could watch it, and you couldn't even pull it up on the iPad app. Like, I have I have everything. I have iPod, iPad, uh, Apple TV, iPod Nano, uh, iPod Shuffle, all of it. Nothing could pull it up except for the phone, and... I'm shocked your iPod Shuffle could pull it up. That's That just seems ridiculous. Yeah, I was kidding about that. I don't have an iPod Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking back to kids who had the iPod shuffle those are the most ridiculous things uh but <laughs> no like it was just awful and they want you to be interactive and it's just like if I'm streaming this from my phone how am I going to answer your question about how I feel about the uniforms for this week so uh it was dumb and it wasn't like a huge game like FAU isn't a they're not a powerhouse team by any means but it's still Lane Kiffin and they still get a lot of buzz uh so I was just I don't know. I was just surprised, and especially because that those types of games, the out-of-conference games, serve for us uh, not only to be money makers, but also for recruiting purposes. And the fact that we can't get it on even a minor network uh, or an offshoot of like CBS Sports is just—it's embarrassing. Like I am embarrassed. Like if somebody asked me what I did this weekend, oh, I watched the Air Force game. Oh, cool. What channel was on? Oh. I had to pull it up on Facebook. I had to sift through my grandma's comments about, uh, you know, <laughs> mixing up the posts, like mixing up her Google searches as, as Facebook statuses to find the game. So just terrible for me. Yeah. Well, at least we got to watch it and hopefully on to bigger and better things. Yeah, for sure. Let's not dwell on the past before we do. But we're, we're like journalists now, so that's why I'm allowed to complain. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So let's start getting some stuff. I guess now we have... Some segments you want to do a little behind enemy lines? I got a couple things for you, or at least one. I'm ready to hear it. Okay, so this came out, and I know that this was a thing. I think we did it a while ago for the actual Navy, the overall Navy. Um, 
about hair standards, there's some weird thing to where, like, most rules that come down from, whether it be the big Air Force, big Army, or big Navy, uh, most of them get automatically passed into the academies, like, the socks. Remember when that happened? Like, the socks you could wear, uh, you didn't have to just wear white socks, you could wear black ones and stuff. I think that got passed automatically to the academy and things like that. Um, yeah, sometimes there's a slight delay, but eventually it gets there. Yeah, but hair is one of those Except things, mustaches. for whatever reason, the academies love to hold on to uh, when it comes to hair standards and, like, facial hair. So, like, obviously at the academy, you can't grow a mustache. I think this year they were allowed to grow them for Mustache March. They'll probably do it again. But, uh, yeah, so the Naval Academy is now accepting longer hairstyles for women uh, so women can have ponytails. And this, to me... Is a little bit so. Before we dive into it, can you clarify? Like, obviously, women can have ponytails, but you're saying in any formal uniform, they're allowed to have a ponytail. Oh, you think I read it? I don't know. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. All I say, I read the I read the title of the article in the byline. I don't know. We'll assume that they can have a ponytail, like in their version of blues, is what I would guess. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Well, I because I know and oh, actually, I don't know. Uh, this is what we need the ladies calling into our, our podcast. Um, but no, I, as far as I know, you can only have a bun unless you have like really short hair in the air force, unless you're doing like PT or something, but I think they can have ponytails, but if you can have a ponytail, I think this would be problematic if you're in the Navy cause you're on a boat and what is the purpose? What is the sole purpose of the Navy? Like, you know what it is. Yeah. To, fight pirates yeah, to stop pirates obviously so let's say pirates of the caribbean come black pearl comes along uh to one of our frigates the uss uh lieutenant general john m schofield stops it invades it and johnny depp is like swashbuckling around he sees a ponytail slashes it all of a sudden the hair is in the is in our young shipmate's face that's a problem yeah that's like probably might be one of the biggest national threats now that this is a thing yeah so well and i hope I think Johnny Depp does listen to the podcast. I don't know if he does. Uh, he's never really... I think he's. I think he stopped listening once the quality dived down a little bit. But Has he DM'd him? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I think he might have had an opinion on one of our uh, soups lists. But, uh, but if yeah, but if Johnny Depp is listening, please don't do that. But this is one of the biggest problems that I have uh, with with this rule change, basically. I don't know. I mean, that's just, that's just logic. No, I mean... Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a little bit uncomfortable because, you know, it just comes back like, as a man, why can't I grow out a ponytail? You know what I mean? You would look good with a ponytail. Nobody, nobody stops women from growing mustaches. <laughs> That's true. Do you really think if a woman had a mustache, somebody would stand up and be like, hey, you need to shave that? Well, Probably not. Well, if it was out so, of rags, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's a t touchy subject. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so... Are we deeming this problematic? I would say it's problematic. I'm going to wait to bring my full conclusion through. I think I need to let it play out for a little bit, and uh, we'll see in the next Pirates of the Caribbean what, what kind of happens. Okay. What number are they on? I, I actually really did like that movie because I had a crush on Keira Knightley when I was a kid. But I'm not sure. I, I saw the first two, I think. And then I, I think I see the, the, like, the four and five, but I just they all kind of blend together, so I just assume I'm seeing the same two over and over again. Yeah, it's all the same storylines. Like, they attack U.S. Navy ships and cut off ponytails. That's what they do. 
uh okay up next we have fba rule change actually we did look uh for stuff at west point but they're they're keeping it undercover i might have to file like a foia request with them also like peek behind the curtain uh at behind enemy lines is pretty much just us google searching naval academy and then going to the news source and see what happens so i have a hard time finding our news on the army because if you search army it's very general. If you search Army West Point, it's all about their football or athletic programs. And then if you search Military Academy, it'll include like the Kazakhstani Military Academy in their news feed. So I don't even know how to find them. That's true. And then if you just search West Point, uh, I brought this up before, but you get stuff for West Point, Mississippi. There's a lot of West Points. Yeah. There's a West Point, Texas, West Point, Mississippi. Yeah, but West Point, Mississippi, they got a lot of local elections going on right now. So <laughs> rock the vote if you're in West Point, Mississippi. We are way too There's... way too current on local West Point political uh, standpoints. Yeah, there's a big sheriff's election coming up. Be sure to vote on that. Uh, okay, but we have we have an FNBA rule change, so we didn't even like that rule change in the Navy, or at least I didn't. Uh, but we do want to talk a an Air Force Academy rule change. So if you know, if you've been listening to us for a long time, you know that basically we take rules and we just think that we could do a better job. All cadets do. All cadets think that they can do a better job of running the academy. And so uh, we have a, a big one for you today. And I think you came up with it. What is it? Yeah, that? so I'm just going to kind of lay the, lay the foundation and then we'll dive into it. So I don't know about you, but when I showed up at the academy, um, I was just handed a piece of paper like within the first week saying, hey, this is your sponsor family. And it had a name and like somebody, an email to contact. And that was really the end of it. And from what I understand, they kind of like go with what you did in high school and kind of like put it out there. So if you played a sport or you're a musical or whatever, they kind of put that in your, in your bio and then they try and link you with a sponsor family that they think would, would be appropriate. And, uh, so the rule change is basically that we need a little bit of a stricter qualification for sponsor families and full disclosure i love my sponsor family and it, it worked out great but i know other people that are like how did this even happen we have nothing alike they like make me go to bed at eight when i'm there on a saturday like what's going on so we need a little bit of a stricter qualification so that your sponsor family is chill and it actually feels like a break from the academy I feel like you're kind of setting me up because you want me to tell the story of my sponsor family, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> listen, all right, here's, here's going to be my little caveat. If you are a family, a, a civilian, an officer, a retiree, whatever the case may be in the Springs, and you want to dedicate and donate your time and money, because it's money if people are coming over, cadets are coming over and uh, taking Mitch's dumps in your toilet, like it's, you know then you're just a good person in general. So I, I don't want to dump on anybody who is doing that. And I doubt that there's just random sponsored listeners anyways. But I just think that, yeah, it's just like cadets have very specific needs uh, when it comes to, like, what they do on their weekends. And obviously, it, every cadet's different. Trust me, I cannot speak for it. Like, like you said, they try to link up cadets with stuff that they were into. 
my resume that I got into the academy with is, is not an indication of what I like doing on the weekends. If you were to mark down what I like doing on the weekends and who I want to be paired up with, it's volunteering yeah, at the animal uh, shelter and the, playing trumpet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not exactly. Like he's very into underage drinking and like yeah, uh, <laughs> things like that. But um, yeah, I, so I don't. I don't know. I so basically I, I had a one-time visit with my sponsor parents and that was it. Uh, very nice people. Very, very nice people. Once again, they dedicated their, their time and their effort to, to just drive down to the academy and pick me up and give me a, a nice dually day out. But, uh, yeah, I did not <laughs> I did not require their services after the first day. And I see I feel bad because I'm not going to tell the story, but you're laughing. So I feel like our listeners are like, oh. Well, maybe we'll get it out of you someday. Uh, yeah, maybe. But You uh, go buy Kamishi here a few drinks at the FNBA tailgate and you never know. Maybe you'll get it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. So, but what I will say, this is my idea. Uh, how about this? Uber for sponsors. Okay. And so what I mean by that, like when you go on Uber, you could pick out like, what, what do you need? You need an Uber X to just get you to wherever you're going. You need an Uber Black if you're feeling a little fancy, like an, an Uber XL if you're lugging a bunch of people around. How about Uber for sponsors? And it's like, well, what are you into this weekend? Like, if I'm feeling a little homesick, I need some, like, good cooking, that kind of thing. Like, I pick that sponsor who's, like, big into barbecuing. If I need, like, literally just solitude, just not even talk to somebody, like, they pick me up limousine style. I sit in the back. They don't say a word. There's a divider. And they just give me, like, the key around the back, and I just go sleep in their basement for, like, 48 straight hours. You know, that's a good thing. Uh... And then all, all stuff kinds of kind of in between. I think so that's that's my idea. We might kind of coin that. You it's just really an innovations kid list. Well, you you just did know. like the classic, and I I know this because uh, I'm I'm very hip with technology. But you did the classic Silicon Valley trick, where it's like literally any new app idea, you're just like, oh, dude, it's the Uber of pretzels. Like you always say, it's the Uber <laughs> of something, and you're good to go. And literally, what you just explained is a little bit. More of a way to say it is it's the Tinder for sponsor parents. Like, why can't you just have families okay. pop up and you'll swipe on each other and then you see, like, a dad that has, like, a Monster Energy hat on and, like, a goatee and you're like, that dude will definitely let me underage drink at his house. I'm going to go I'm gonna go there. <laughs> so Tinder for sponsor parents is probably, probably the better way to go there. Okay, you're right. And also, by the way, I'm not gonna let you get away with this. You said the Tinder for pretzels or the the, the Uber for pretzels I I gotta, because you're eating. Yeah, I got a bag of pretzels right next now. to me, so it's easy target. <laughs> yeah, that was what was on at the top of the head. Okay, I like that. I like the I like the uh, the Tinder. Let's see what's. Well, yeah, I was see just going off on that. Now I was gonna try and see if there's any other like any other apps because you could also have the yelp and that's a separate yeah one. and that's like you rate them like very comfy uh queen size yeah bed. that could that could damage a family if they put out one bad meal <laughs> cadets would be ruthless yeah you put out something that i can get for free at mitch's and i'm never showing up again <laughs> uh that's great um so that's our fnba rule change we need to uh have different different stuff for the sponsor families, but seriously, if you are a sponsor of the family, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Um, last one, we're doing a soups list. Uh, you are not feeling great, and I know you don't want to talk about exactly how you're feeling because it's like nasty stomach stuff. But I'm not feeling great either. You just gave so, it away. What the hell? 
Okay. Maybe you passed. Well, I mean, you can still you were it. sick like two weeks ago, so I kind of blame you for getting me sick through the interwebs. Yep. Uh, yeah, and again, peek behind the curtain, we are approximately, what, 800 miles away, <laughs> at least. So I probably got you sick, but uh, I, yeah, I've had allergies, so I'm in a, I'm in a place with a lot of uh, agriculture, uh, corn specifically, I'm not even kidding, like literally everywhere you look, and I've had kind of like allergy symptoms lately, and they're, they're, everybody around here is like, yep, they're cutting the corn these days, it's like... What does that mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. The East Coast, like, yep, cutting the corn. As if I was supposed to know what they were talking about. Uh, but we're going to do a soup's list of illnesses. So I'll let you go first. Cause, so yeah, when we when first. we talked about this pre-show, I interpreted this as, maybe this is just FNBA brain, but I interpreted this as soup's list of illnesses that you use to get out of stuff, like when you go to the clinic. I mean, it's yeah, it's anything. Okay, so just so you know, mine are going to be, you go down to the clinic and you want to get out of class, you present this illness to the doctor. Is okay. that valid? Yeah, that's okay. fine. What are yours? Oh, you want me to go first? All right, I'll go first. Uh, the, so the first one, and this is, see, once again, like, the reason why I wanted you to go first is because you said I would probably take yours. But my first one is gastroenteritis. And it's the made-up illness that every cadet has when they don't want to take a test and they go down and they say, oh, my stomach hurts and I have diarrhea. And the doctors or the physician's assistants will very seriously examine you, rub your belly, and say, yeah, I think it's a, uh, a stage 2 gastroenteritis. And then you're like, oh, man, that's really serious. And you know it's not because you feel totally fine. But they give you your Tylenol and they send you back to your room with three days of bed rest. And you look it up and... Uh, Basically, gastroenteritis is just a fancy way of saying upset tummy. Yeah, I mean, that was my first one. So you did exactly what I thought you were going to do. I just have diarrhea written down, and it's spelled... And <laughs> it's not spelled correctly, because it's a tough word to is spell. It's spelled wrong. Okay, well, see, but here's the thing. You can talk about why you like that. The reason why I liked it is because it's, like, giving it a name, and when you go to tell your teacher, like, hey, I have gastroenteritis, it sounds real serious, but it's just not. It's just something that you made up. Yeah, it's like... Uh... The reason I like it is because it's something that can't be proved, you know. If you say you have a... I mean, it can be. You just have, It just depends on how dedicated your instructor or ASU <laughs> doctor is if they want to follow you into the bathroom. And I wouldn't put it past some of them, but I, yeah. in general, people aren't going to mess with that. They're just going to kind of walk away and they'll be like, okay, get out of here. We don't want you around here. So yeah. that's my first one. All right. Well, I'll give you that one then. Okay. You want to have that one? And then I'll do mine. And I'll take that one. Now you do yours. Okay. Um, my next one is going to be whatever illness means you need boost. So boost is actually like a medical thing that they like decide. They like take your charts and they weigh you and all that stuff. And the kids who like lose a lot of weight during basic and the kids who are like just underweight and then also these random kids get boost. And it seems like there's no rhyme or reason. So I'm assuming, I'm just going to call it an illness because they're prescribing you like a medication and it comes in the form of delicious chocolate and vanilla uh, milk Malnourishment. That are like shelf stable. Yeah, malnourishment. <laughs> so that's what it is. I'm malnourished and then you get boost. Okay, so then malnourishment. Okay. This is off to a ripping hot Yeah, spot, it's fire flames. Uh, <laughs> am I going with my second one? Yeah, you can. Alright, my second one is a concussion. So... Have you ever had a concussion? Yeah. 
What's the cure for a concussion? Uh, besides water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, concussion water. <laughs> Shout out Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, it's like not going to sleep, but also not being in light. Yeah, it's literally just like kind of like staying in your room and watching a movie. <laughs> it's like sitting there. It's is the kid. It's perfect. So yeah, again, can't like really that. be proved, and it's pretty easy. They'll put you through a concussion test, and you just forget a bunch of stuff, and then you automatically have a concussion. Yeah, that's a quality cadet illness. That's another one of those illnesses where you you'll see somebody like walking around and um, in PC gear, and they're just like walking just fine. And it's like, what's wrong with that guy? Oh, he's got a concussion. And they can't march and stuff. Yeah. There's no way to prove so, them otherwise. Yeah. Uh, all right. My next one is Jack's Hack. <laughs> <laughs> totally, That's not a real thing, totally, by the way. <laughs> it's just made up. Uh, but they say it. It's like, and it's one of those things where it sounds like it's something out of like a 1930s doctor would say. Probably even earlier than that. Like like an old-timey doctor would be like, well, he's got the Jack's Hack. And it's like... <laughs> They still say yeah. it, and they're very serious about it. And remember how they give you that weird, uh, they give you that, I don't know if you remember, they give you, like, a weird briefing before you march out to Jack's by, like, the doctor. Uh, and they are, like, telling you all the stuff, like, how to, like, inspect your, like, turds for to make sure you're, like, not malnourished and stuff. And that's one of the things that they talk about, like, Jack's hack. And it's like, what is this yeah, lady talking that's about? That's ridiculous. Jack's hack is not a thing. It's called, it's dusty out, and you cough a little bit because you get dust in your mouth. Yep. Or Jack's hack. Or Jack's hack, whatever. All right, my last one is kind of along the same lines of concussion, but it's insomnia. So you get a nice full night's sleep. You tell them you didn't sleep at all. You haven't been sleeping the past few days. Nobody's going to blame you if your nuggets down in class just passed out because the teacher's going to know. You're like, I have insomnia. If I fall asleep, I need to take full advantage of the hours I can get. There, I like that. There was a kid uh, in my class freshman year who said he had narcolepsy. You just fall asleep in class, <laughs> just like not show up and be like, I have narcolepsy. And Isn't that like, like disqualifying from the Air Force? Yeah, of course it is. And he was, and they were like, well, when did you get it? And he's like, oh, I got it like the first week of school. It's like, when you're like tired all the time like yeah <laughs> and uh and they asked him about how it was diagnosed how it got diagnosed if you had a form 18 he was he said no they're working on a diagnosis right now this is just like i diagnosed myself it's my preliminary <laughs> yeah so needless to say that, that kid did not stick around for long can't imagine why yeah uh all right you want me to give my last one yeah see here's the other thing though is i actually have a couple of them so you said we wouldn't have enough. Uh, my next one is going to be altitude sickness, where you Ooh. show back up to the academy uh, after like two weeks off for Christmas, where you don't do anything at all, uh, and you come back and you're just out of shape. You maybe ate a little too much <laughs> uh, home cooking. And you're like, ooh, got a little altitude sickness. It's like, yeah. In reality, it's the first time you've walked up a flight of stairs in like <laughs> yeah. two weeks. So. First time you've been vertical for more than uh, for more than twenty minutes. Yeah, that didn't involve a bathroom or eating. So. That's a good one. Yeah, altitude sickness. And my my other two, uh, my honorable mentions, are the flu, because you skip the flu shot and inevitably got a Form 10. Uh, and then you get a flu, so I guess that's kind of like a bonus, because you get a few days out. And then just hangovers. like. And I want to do a whole segment one day. That's my dream. I want to do a whole segment on on Academy hangovers and all the different kinds. We're going to oh, uh, we're gonna do that one day. That's going to be a soups list of hangovers, because 
They're bad. And if anybody remembers, like, in the back in the brown boot days uh, with Monday parades, if you had a residual hangover from the weekend, lots of passing out on the Monday cadet parade. <laughs> that was, for all you people in there now who are complaining about, what are they complaining about? Like, oh, we have to wear our backpacks, but we can't, we have to wear them, like, to a cadet standard, and you guys are complaining about it? Yeah, hour-long parades every Monday. Awful. Yeah, brutal. Uh, Cool. So that's that's the soups list of uh, of illnesses to get at the academy. Uh, let's do minutes real quick. All right, um, we have a lot for all you uh, parents out there. I know you're listening. I hope your babies are listening as well. Or babies. We have we have uh, brand new kids gear and infant gear on fastneatbelowaverage.com. Spell average A V G. We also have everything you need for football season for you adults. We have everything you need to tailgate properly at a Falcon game. And we're just, we've been really excited to see a bunch of good submissions lately. We still want to see more flags. We actually had a great pick of the flag at the FAU game. Yeah. Um, but we want to see more. Can never have enough. So, yeah. And coming. I want to present a real quick scenario. So, emails are going to start coming out if they already haven't already about cadet contingents going to games and you guys being able to, like, not have to sit with the cadets. And everybody's going to be like, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to West Point for the game. I want a shirt that says Army Navy play for second. Can you please like rush ship this to me? The answer is no, we cannot. We don't make the shirts. We don't hold them in stock. We have a third-party manufacturer, and they make them when they make them. So if you think you're going or anything like that, they make great gifts. Holidays are coming up. Uh, order that stuff now. But that's really all we got this week. Uh, enjoy your off week of no football, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, see ya. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just where you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. Yeah, yeah.